Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, it's the week of March 15th, 2021. Happy St. Patrick's Day, if you're into that kind of thing. I'm here with our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Hey guys, what's up? Howdy. Hey Molly. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Well, thank you both very much. Hope you guys are having a good week. And uh, I guess we'll just kick it off where we always do, which is tell us a little bit about what's happened in the markets in the last couple of weeks. Rock, paper, scissors, Ken. See who goes first. I lost. Justin lost. Ken's going. The market this week, this is the first time in probably 10 months where it's been a little choppier this week than in previous weeks. I'd say in general, the trust material I'm touching out of the West has maintained its trend. It's plateauing kind of flat the past couple, seven, 10 days. You know, but other products in the market like studs are seeming a little softer and there's going to be some movement coming up in those. Um, which leads to things like web stock, right? You know, if you're making eight, nine, 10 foot studs, that leads to five, six, seven foot web stock for the trust industry. So, um, you know, a little bit more tactical these days as we move into and through the spring building season, but wood continues to move every day. Yeah, no, it's really well said there. Feels like the first time that we were were finding some spots where the mills may actually be up against the wall a little bit, um, where they're running out of some order file wood stacking up on them. Um, now, mainly when I'm when I'm, I'm speaking this, I'm, I'm speaking to the south right now with yellow pine, um, and so we're seeing some some pretty sizable price breaks um, on two by four and two by six, especially. Um, wider lumber uh, when eight inch and 10 inch soft, but not as much so as the narrows. Two by 12 is the standout right now uh, because it's two by 12. Wide logs still relatively tough to get and sought after. Um, so that's actually a, a strength right now as far as uh, dimension is concerned out of the south. So that's difficult to come by. Prices are continuing to increase on two by 12. We actually sold some two by 12 16s in a actually just a number or it was a number one grade into the Midwest at over $1,700, just to give you some perspective um, on pricing of two by 12. So huge, huge number. Guy was not happy about it, but at the end of the day, he had to have the lumber and that's what it cost to get it there. So seeing the most weakness again in yellow pine right now from a, from a flat out look at print, you see it's coming off, discounts are being taken, $100 some up even probably more than that that's not spoke about from mills but i believe it is happening um, and print obviously in the south when it comes to yellow pine anybody that's listening can probably nod their head right now and agree with me that it's not always uh, uh shown what is done on print so there's not always that full transparency is what we'll call it so outside of that when we talk about western spruce eastern spruce um definitely a quieter tone Mill to Ken's point, mills the wood still being traded every day. I don't believe the secondary market, i.e., the wholesalers, have a sizable possession that they have to get through. Um, so I really don't think there's a two-tiered market at, at play here. I think the it's a mill versus the customer. And again, I guess going back, the, the mills out of the east and west are still leaning on order file with most items in the narrows and in the MSR grades. So they've got some order file, but now we're going to kind of come into a, a, a standoff here on who can wait longer. 
Now, it is my feeling that the customers can win around, and I think that we can get the price to break some uh, over the next 30 days. Um, and I really feel like the customer at the end of the day still needs to buy wood. There's no doubt about it. They've got jobs coming up. There's um, projects that have started or projects that will be starting that require wood that they don't have. All the customer really wants right now is a break. They want a little price reprieve. They want some break in pricing, and I think they're going to get it, and good for them. They deserve it. Mills have been, you know, sp splitting a fat hog. Is that the saying? Again, I think that's going to happen. So I think there's some deals that will pop up, and I think buyers should be willing to attack over the next 30 days and address needs they have to with prompt shipping loads mm -hmm. if they can find them. And hopefully, again, get some reprieve in pricing here. Wow. Gosh, guys, that's that's not exactly what I expect you to say. This sounds like really good news potentially on the horizon. Well, it's the first time I think we've we've talked about something that's not the market's just going up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten months. We made it. We almost <laughs> celebrated a birthday, but here we are. We did celebrate. The, I think it was yesterday or two days ago was the one year anniversary of the 14 days to, to slow the curve. Yeah, I think that's right. The 16th was my last day in the office at the time. So, yeah, I think you're we right. We did. It. it was just 14 days. We, we, yeah, we made it. So. <laughs> well, let's let's keep talking about flattening the uh, curve on lumber pricing then, which I think is what our listeners want to hear about today. You know, I was going to ask you a little bit about availability, and it sounds like we're maybe in a position where availability is better than it's been in a long time. Everything's available for a price this week. I mean... You, instead of looking for a product and getting seven no quotes, one quote out to the middle of May, you know, each market and producing region has some sort of wood available at a number without an outrageous order file. Now it's it, the, the air has been pulled out of the chip bag. We still got chips in a the bag. There's just a little bit less extra. So in general, if you have a product you're looking for, it's not like you're stuck with some tally opposite of what you desired. You can normally kind of pick your lengths, pick uh, your spot in the market and what you need. So you're not grabbing a whole bunch of extra wood that, you know, you just grabbed for the sake of grabbing like it had been in previous months. Yeah, I mean, is it is it easier to buy wood today? Yes and no. You know, I just hung up with a sawmill down in the south where Pine, again, is without a doubt the softest item in the industry right now. He's got a couple trucks of 2 by 6 12s Is he offering a great deal on them? Absolutely. That's all he's got, though. No, nothing else. No 2 by 4 no 2 by 6 14s, 16s. He's got order files. So I want to tread lightly when, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that the, the, the sky is falling here by any means, but I am saying that, that I think over the next two weeks to 30 days, and that's kind of the window I'm looking at right now. It's a buy window. There's going to be an opportunity, a little bit easier to buy some wood. Some items are still going to be very tight and hard to source, but there will be more wood entering the marketplace. Springtime is upon us. Production gets better. More wood enters the marketplace. And in theory, this time of the year, consumption also increases. So do I think people have been stacking up wood and building 120 days worth of inventory at $1,200 a thousand? No, I don't think that. I, and that's why going back to my opening statement, I feel that guys still have to buy wood, but they've got enough. There's enough that's been purchased through the pipeline that they're able to stay out of the market for 30 days, potentially 45 days, 
but it's lined up now against the mills that that's going to enable pricing to come back to a certain point. My personal belief, depending on the item again, 100 to $300. I know that's a big spread, but that's the day in life we're living in. Uncertainty and hard to just put a, a flat pinpoint on it. But I'm looking at a 100 again, to $300 type of price correction, again, depending on the item over the next 30 days. But I think that stops very quickly at some point. <laughs> and once that is achieved and we start, uh, we start going the other way again. Just real quick, Molly, I agree with that. We had a, a very quick market correction in February and it lasted about 45 minutes. The price dropped mostly 100, 150 bucks, a thousand in some spots, and then it kept rocking. So to Justin's point, if you're not attacking the market, you're not even going to catch a sniff of any correction. You got to be active and on the ball when it happens. It's not going to last very long if, if it does. Okay. So you guys aren't seeing this as a trend that's going to continue for a certain amount of time or that we're even maybe starting to hit a summit point where we're going to head back down. This is more of just a, a short-term blip on the radar, so to speak. In theory. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to obviously give our, our perspective or our two cents. Does that mean we're right? No. And do, are we subject to change our mind five minutes from now? Absolutely. But again, we're in a correction phase. How long it lasts? That's our guess. Could be longer, could be shorter, but that's kind of my best feel for it at this point. Because again, projects are started. Guys need wood. They're short the market. That's my belief. They've got to stay engaged in the marketplace. There's projects that are starting in April and May. Do they have the wood bot for that? No. Do they have some of it potentially purchased on forward pricing, utilizing futures or some, some other sort of mechanism? Sure. That's a, that's a possibility as well. Do I still think that there's wood that has to be bought? Without a doubt. Housing inventory levels still at record lows across the nation. The need for housing will continue. The Fed made known today that they're going to keep its key rates near zero through 2023. Economy is, is they're projecting a 6.4% increase in the economy for growth this year, which is good. That's up. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things still in our sector, like it's, it's, nothing's bad. It's, we're, we're still in a bull market. Well, I like the way it sounds, even if it's a blip, but, um, but yeah, it's good to, to have the transparency too, or at least some, some general honesty around those things. Yeah. You know, last, the last time we talked, you guys, we talked a little bit about transportation and I, I know it's coming up, but I think it's a good thing for us to continue to talk about, you know, we've been hearing things were really good. And then last week you both sort of alluded to maybe, it was a little more difficult on the transportation front. What are you guys hearing now? Yeah, so right now in the South, I mean, I'm seeing rate increases on trucks uh, from a from 50 cents to a dollar a mile, which is huge. Now, that's pretty typical this time of year in the South. Um, capacity tightens up. Um, but overall, based on where lumber pricing is, where the amount of lumber that's trying to move through the system Transportation, the cost of transportation up is up significantly all across the nation. And again, there's no bias there. So it's like the Mid-Atlantic, Northeast, Southeast, Southwest, uh, Midwest. I mean, people are paying more for trucks because more products are being moved. As far as rail cars are concerned, as the weather increases, or increases as the weather gets better out of Canada, um, which it, it, it is, um, Cars are moving more smoothly. Capacity is being increased. 
Um, CN's releasing more cars, brought stuff out of storage. So I see rail kind of a non-issue for the most part um, right now. So overall, trucks, tight, cost more money, rail cars moving more freely right now. I'd say the same out of the West. Trucking, we had a meeting this morning with our four-man trucking team, and they said there's 300 loads for every truck in the Northwest and Southwest. Super tight. We're paying f- over $4 a mile in the mountain states, you know, 350 mile in the main, you know, I-5 corridor, that sort of thing. Trucking's very tight. We're In the West, we're also having trouble with rail cars where it used to be one to two weeks to get cars in, you know, normal circumstances. We're looking more like four or five weeks now. So that's getting pushed out quite a bit out of the West. So it's it's becoming a, a very significant factor in any of the mountain states or California. Well, thank you for that. I have just one more question this week, and that is, have you guys seen any, uh, what I'm going to call creative trades in the last couple of weeks? People doing things unique they might not normally do. Yes. It feels like, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, everything is such a, gosh, what's the, what's the best way to, hot mess? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you've got products that are just trading, they're trading in regions that they're not typically known for. You've got, uh, let's, let's take, for example, Doug for studs in nine foot that are trading into the Southeast, call it Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee. We've had trades into the mid Atlantic on that product as well. So you're talking about a, a, a product that's coming from the West coast all the way to the East coast and is a value versus products coming out of or nine foot studs coming out of the east or western canada or even yellow pine studs so that's pretty interesting right um that it's kind of a you've got melting pots um or points in in certain areas and that's one of them you know like memphis for example you've got nine foot studs that are competing against european studs and eastern studs on dry dug fur so that's not a that's not a normal trade that we see most often yellow pine Certainly um, um, a value on two by six currently. That product is trading out of the south, heading west into western states, Salt Lake City, Las Vegas, Phoenix. So you've got pine moving west into western states out of its normal melting pot in the southeast and southwest. And it's just trading at a discount. So guys can get a better product in in an upper grade, call it a number one two by six yellow pine and saving a substantial amount of money versus a spruce number two product or even a Doug fir product in number two. So that's one. Another one I would say, web stock material, extremely tight um, across all species. We've done several trades on carloads here over the past week of, of short material coming out of yellow pine out of Western, well, I call them the, the West side mills. So like Arkansas mills heading into Western states as well typically don't see that as well. That's usually driven by the Doug fur trade, hem fur, white fur, you'll see that as well. Um, so those would be my, I guess, three of mm-hmm. my, you don't see all the time trades. I, I agree with that. I haven't seen, I mean, aside from those web cars and pine coming out West, I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary out here. Like I was saying, except for web stock, everything's semi-available out of price out of the, the Western mills. So it's just been a very tactical, you know, approach to the market. Well, and like Kenny's, like your Doug first stuff. I mean, you're that he was part of that nine foot trade. So Ken sources a lot of that nine foot 
stud trade and that's a lot of that stuff that's been going way right. east right um which is which is again not typical so yeah that's interesting thank you for sharing those guys i appreciate that well i think we're getting close to the end of our time today so i'm going to ask that last thing i always do which is you guys have any last words for what people should be thinking about over the next couple of weeks while they're thinking about buying their lumber yeah i would say you know play close to the vest if you need some wood and prompt shipping stuff that's that's popping up on maybe some some lists that you see from your favorite broker or uh, potential sawmill and you need something quick, um, you're going to find some deals out there. I say if you're looking 30 days out and you can get some forward pricing or an opportunity in that, put a mechanism in there to protect yourself from some potential downside over the next 30 days, great. Um, if you have some inventory, pick your spots and uh, stay close to the phone because Again, you're going to see some deals that are going to be popping up. And um, I think you, you can get positioned right now, finish out your spring and, and get uh, a little bit of wood bought maybe for early summer at some great prices um, over the next two to two to four weeks. That's my guess. Yep. Agreed. Definitely be tactical. Pick your shots, but don't uh, don't hang up the cleats and consider it a, a closed PO book for a month just for the sake of saying I'm going to let it correct. You, know, you don't want to blink too long and miss it. So just stay active. Excellent. Well, thank you both, Justin and Ken, for your insights today. And I look forward to catching up with you guys in a couple of weeks. Our pleasure. Thanks, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.